All right, everybody, it is time for another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. But before we dive in to our awesome, awesome guest and conversation today, I want to remind you guys of two things. And the first one is that if you go to Crypto101insider.com, you can join our private community. Here's where we have our model portfolio and all of our top picks. We also have uh, Crypto 101 University. Uh, where we have hours and hours and hours of written and video content that explains blockchain and explains cryptocurrency in a very bite-sized and easy-to-understand way. Uh, and we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and quarterly state of crypto addresses that go out. There is just a ton of value packed into this every which way. So I want you guys first uh, to go to Crypto101insider.com today uh, if you haven't already. I also want to remind you guys that Pizza Mind and I recently just finished a book. Uh, It took 11 months of our lives to write, and we're calling it Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. We walk you through this fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and it's part history book, it's part instructional guide, and it's going to really show you guys why cryptocurrencies are globally disruptive and how they're going to actually change in real life and in real terms the way that we buy and sell and even live. We include a bunch of how-tos on getting started with your first exchanges. Uh, We give you tips on how to safely buy and sell and store cryptocurrencies, as well as how do we evaluate potentially good cryptocurrencies. And the best part of the book is that we're giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So go to CryptoRevolution.com and pick up your copy today. All right, everybody, we are back with another high caliber, action packed interview. And this was, this is going to be a really fun one. You guys are in for a treat. Uh, we are joined today uh, by a former bad guy, a former Deutsche Bank banker uh, who, is, who has recently come over to the, to the light side of the world, Annabelle Huang, uh, who's a partner at Amber Group, a very impressive investment firm who literally has investments from some of the the world's biggest crypto funds like Pantera and um, Polychain and Finbushi and uh, Coinbase Ventures. Who hasn't backed you? Annabelle, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So so I I made a little jab at the beginning. We know you're not a bad guy, right? You're just a smart (laughs) girl who who was working in the investment banking world. But, But tell us a little bit about the moment you decided and Kind of, you know, it's it's a big moment to jump ship from the traditional world to the, the finance, right? Traditional finance to the startup world. Uh, tell us about that whole experience. Yeah, sure. So I guess just a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in China, and then went to uh, the states for college. So I studied math and finance at Carnegie Mellon University. And I remember back in college, I already knew about Bitcoin or blockchain through some of my computer science friends. And, you know, and I was more fascinated by the game theory design and the, and the kind of decentralized economics point of view. Um, so, you know, I've been really intrigued by it, but never thought I'd pursue a career in crypto back then, my full time. So after graduation, um, I went to work as an FX structure on Wall Street. Um, so first at Deutsche Bank and then at Nomura. And that really gave me 
a really big global platform and a big institution on how macro markets and traditional institutions work. And I'm really grateful for that. But after a couple of years, and it just really hit me that, you know, wow, what is really the, the growth opportunity for my career? And that was the point where I actually met a few of my CMU alums in New York, and they're building a decentralized peer-to-peer -peer trading platform on Ethereum. And it was part of a consensus cohort, and, and it's called AirSwap. Oh and yeah, very familiar for... with AirSwap. Oh yeah, I, I remember. Um, I, I've known Brock for a long time, and I yeah. remember he was an early, early advisor on on AirSwap, and that's awesome because I I love AirSwap. Um, <laughs> tell us about yeah that that experience. Yeah, yeah, and then there are you know a lot of really um, amazing advisors to, to to the project, and and that you know really led me to the world of crypto more from a underlying tech perspective, right? You know, building on top on top of layer one technologies, trying to build uh, a decentralized exchange, a decentralized application on top of it. Um, and, you know, Airsoft team is, is really stellar. So, and that that really, you know, drove me to, to leave Wall Street and then to, to join a part of a team that is building something that's so exciting in a new field. And then to me, I really think FinTech is the future. And, and I think, you know, Ethereum or all these blockchain technology is going to revolutionize traditional finance as we know it. So um, to me, you know, I just thought that was the perfect segue for me to, to try something different. Um, yeah. and, and then, yeah, and then eventually joined AirSwap and moved uh, from New York to Hong Kong to um, lead the Asia operations for them. Wow. Yeah. I just imagine like that, uh, that transition just going from like, you know, traditional finance, Wall Street, everybody's all serious. And then you go to like a team like AirSwap, they're, you know, they're kicking back. They're like, just, it's a very startup vibe. And, uh, but they're, they're literally shaping the future of, you know, decentralized exchanges and their request for quote models really innovative. And it's actually, you know, they no other like decentralized exchange protocol has similar features. So, so they've got a really unique, I think like foothold. Um, and so you've done some great work there and now you're at Amber group. And so tell us, what Amber Group is. It's an investment firm. It has institutional services. You guys build products. Just give us the whole rundown here. Yeah, sure. So, you know, back to the story, right? I moved to Hong Kong and then um, actually met the Amber Group co-founders, uh, Michael and TT, et cetera. And they all have very similar background as I do. I grew up in China, educated in the States, worked on Wall Street, then pivoted to crypto. And we really do have very similar visions for where this industry could, could grow. And then Amber Group is more, more of a, compared to AirSwap, it's a bigger platform being uh, at the intersection of both CFI and DeFi. So Amber Group was founded and, and, sorry, in 2017. So for some people who don't know what CFI and right, DeFi right. is, let's be sorry, there are some new people who might be watching this. <laughs> of course, yeah. So, you know, AirSwap is really built upon the idea of decentralized finance, where, you know, it's, you, you trade against each other in a purely decentralized and trustless fashion. But there's also a bigger part of the, the crypto market that's done in a centralized finance uh, fashion that is more similar to traditional finance, where you have a centralized exchanges that act as kind of like uh, order book matching and, and clearing settlement for you. So 
you know, DeFi still in its very early days, uh, at least back in 2018. And, you know, the liquidity is, and, and the, the UI UX is, is harder to use. So, and that's why, you know, I think a lot of people still came in to crypto through a CFI route because that's just easier to, to understand. Yeah, it seems yeah. really like, and sorry, this is like a tangent. I definitely want to get back to learning about <laughs> no. Amber Group, but it does seem like, you know, early 2021 really felt like an inflection point for DeFi and, you know, obviously represented by the, the, the drastic increase in every single usage and adoption metric and all the exchanges going down like every other day because, they couldn't handle the users and stuff, but but it really does seem like it's it's now in its usability phase and like it's really able to to scale now. I mean, with with different layer two solutions and stuff. So I feel like we're in a really good we're in a, the market's in a really good spot right now. Like it's very yeah. early. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I I was so glad to see you know what happened uh, last summer, right? Just with. I think, you know, with liquidity and yield farming really maybe pushed the market to so that, you know, DeFi really found some sort of product market fit and more community mind share. And, and that's so important. Um, and I think some people might argue that, oh, this, these liquidity mining programs are not sustainable, but, you know, at least a broad community and all the capital together, right? So for people to participate in it. I think DeFi suffered a little bit from lack of, liquidity in, in, in the early days because we haven't really found a good model to bootstrap that. And I think Uniswap really, it's quite amazing, right? With a really simple design, you know, just a constant formula, a like automated market maker model, right? That really, it really worked in, 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 in this in, in this field. So yeah, just really yeah, and it's just um, so glad amazing. to see that. Yeah, it's so amazing to see Kind of like how you said um, Uniswap, it's got the constant. Um, and then there's new protocols like, you know, Perpetual Protocol, who has a non-constant sort of market making feature, which scales a lot better. And you also get, you know, up to ha- being ha- being able to have leverage on, on you know, contracts and stuff. And, and what they're doing is crazy impressive, but that's a total another sidebar. I would love to know about, you know, like it does Amber Group, you know, make investments in this space? Are you guys just building products? A little bit of both? Yeah. So I guess back to Amber Group. So we are actually um, a crypto finance service provider. So more a little bit like um, a sales and trading or, or investment banking model back in the days, actually. So, you know, a little bit about Amber Group. We were founded in 2017 in Hong Kong and started more as a prop quant shop, just trading uh, our own capital um, with our machine learning algorithms, et cetera. And there's just so much arbitrage opportunities within the space. Um, And then we organically grew into surfacing a lot of our investors or or, or friends in in the industry just because we have infrastructure and ability to provide good liquidity in a secondary market. So we started doing um, treasury and asset management and also um, market making, uh, liquidity provisioning, uh, borrow lending, um, stuff like that in general. And then, um, so by 2019, we we have really built a very um, institutional platform um, that services all kinds of, of, of investors in, in that field. But then we feel like 
you know, we, we shouldn't just stop there, right? Crypto is, isn't just meant for institutions to participate in. It should be for anyone who's interested in this space, oh, right? It, it, yeah. You know, we want to democratize finance, right? That, that is why we're on this space. So, and that's why we, um, and why we felt the need to digitize and platformize a lot of our offerings and make it into a product, specifically something that's easy to use um, for a lot more users. And that's why last year in 2020, we built the Ember app, uh, a mobile application um, to really bring institutional gray services to more users, to a broader range of users globally. Yeah. And as I was poking through that app, I mean, I really do think people are going to love it. It is so user friendly. <laughs> I mean, it's super user friendly and you get really, you know, you get customized different investment products and you get these, you know, like up to 16% APR essentially. And so why would you go hold your money in a bank where you get 0.002% yield on your cash and you know, if you put it in a high, whatever, high yielding savings account, you might get 0.5 or whatever. Yeah, um, exactly. Right. Yeah. I moved all of my money from Marcus into dollar staple coins to put it on Amber because, you know, that's just a nice. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the UFI video lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three-in-one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recording, Recordings, they're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the UFI video lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the UFI video lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search UFI video lock. That's E-U-F-Y video lock or visit ufeofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y video lock. Ufe video lock. Get complete control over your front door. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yield pickup, and we're able to offer that because of the structural yield pickup opportunities and yeah. crypto and the digital assets world. Right? So I think, you know, the market is still new. Not a lot of people are participating in it. So, you know, yeah. we really have this, you know, this room. And as someone like yourself who has just such a deep familiarity with, you know, structured FX products and interest rates and stuff, tell me a little bit, you know, about how, you know, because people think, oh, 16% on my money, there must be some scheme going on. But it's a very honest, normal 16%. But tell us about how that interest is generated. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, the 16% is more of an intro offer for new users only. And then I think our um, regular rates, and you can see on the app, it's, it's kind of like a yield curve. So it, for you know one day, it's 3%. But if you lock up for a year, then it's 11% annualized. Oh, I so, see. Yeah. So you, but you really, we really want to give users the flexibility to pick, you know, the maturity, the tenor that works best for, for, for them, right? You know, mm-hmm. if you need, you know, you need to use your capital within 20 days, I mean, you can, you can um, flexible, you can pick uh, whatever flexible dates. And behind that, right, the, the, in terms of, you know, how we generate the yield uh, really comes from a, a few things. Like first, we, we do borrow lending to other, uh, with other institutional players, so, you know, there is the, um, the yield opportunities there. And then also there, um, we do have, you know, still have a really stellar quant trading team. Uh, and we usually run, and we mostly run uh, market neutral strategies. So really mm-hmm. different arbitrage uh, opportunities like spot futures, spaces, trades, et cetera, especially in the bull market rate that could, um, if you look at where spot and futures are trading, um, the, the, the basis there could easily be 20 or 30% annualized. And that's yeah. also a way for us to generate yields, but, you know, mostly playing in, in, in the basis trades um, just because, you know, we're, we're market neutral and we're not long or short um, uh, any crypto mm. ourselves. So, you know, it is a more conservative, conservative way to, to generate yields. You might see um, other quant shops probably boasting oh, like hundred percent, um, yields in a bull market, sure, but look at you know how they perform in in, in a more of a bear market environment. So, <laughs> so but for us, right, like really the the three to eleven percent annualized rate is our cost of capital that we are willing, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 lend from our users essentially. And you can think of it as like you're you're you know lending to Amber, and we promise to um, pay you back principal and interest upon maturity. That's fascinating. And for, for folks who might be thinking, well, the basis trade, I've never heard of it. And I'll try and give a 101 here and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to confuse anybody. But for instance, if if you're holding a Bitcoin, right, and it's 30,000 bucks or whatever the price is, but there could be a, a futures contract that's trading maybe at 32,000 bucks. And so there's um, there's a spread there or there, and that would be called contango, right? Something like that. <laughs> and then you'd be yeah. able to, you know, sell the future and buy the spot or buy the spot and sell the future and basically ha- be able to capture the difference between uh, a contract in the future and in the spot at the present. Is that kind of the yeah, idea? Correct. Correct. So, you know, a lot of the 
uh, trades that people do is, you know, buy spots and then sell futures, which which is currently trading at a premium. So mm. you you capture that. Um, right, but you know, in in terms of your actual Bitcoin exposure, it's it's flat because you, you know you bought and you sold. So you know, from a risk management per- perspective, you don't have any delta to Bitcoin, but you know, you capture that that spread in, in between. Wow. And I, you know, it's 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 common in, even in uh, FX land, right? There is different bores and futures trading at. Difference. It, it's that's largely driven by the interest rate difference between the two currencies. So here, it's more in, in crypto. It's kind of more supply and demand and market sentiment driven. So in the bull market, you can really see, like I said, right, twenty to thirty percent annualized difference there. Wow. So would you say that that basis is a good indicator of some sort of like underlying market structure? Like, is there some like baseline statement you could make, like when the basis is high, the market's more volatile or when the basis is low, like it's a bad time to be buying, like anything, any like general statements like that? I would say just from like, I guess, historical yeah. data that we've seen, right there, the basis is somewhat correlated to just spot itself because, you know, in a bull market, there are more people who want to put up leverage. So instead of buying spot, you know, which offers no leverage at all, they will choose to go long on futures uh, with futures instead. And that will drive up the futures price. And then, you know, the, and then also the, when, when you do like perpetual swap, right there, there is the funding rate. Um, so the, with more people uh, looking to long or to buy Bitcoin, and uh, the funding rate increases as well. So those are all, you know, correlated in terms of how, I guess, how many people in the market is bullish on Bitcoin. Yeah, it could kind of show you like if the if the funding rate of something's really high and sustained at a high time, it means the longs are paying the shorts to be long. And so it might not be the best time to get in or something like that. But what's interesting is that in do perpetual swaps like don't exist in the traditional world, right? They're very exclusive to cryptocurrencies, right? Why? Yeah, is that? I think um, because I think in, in the traditional uh, take FXX example, right? A lot of um, lots of trades are done OTC or bilaterally, um, so it's it's more often that we trade on a forward contract. Um, so futures are basically standard listing listed dates, right? So usually you have expiries on every quarter end or every month end, but um, a forward it could be just be any dates, and that's you know what we see more often in in traditional FX. Um, but I think in crypto, because it, you know especially back in the days, people a lot of a lot of speculators in in the market, and then I think they started with. Um, the the very similar kind of uh, futures, right? And then and then we keep shortening um, the maturity from maybe like a month to a week to a day, and then people maybe want to trade intraday, and that's why I think Bitmax pioneered uh, the perpetual swap, where it's essentially um, kind of um, you will just pay funding every eight hours, but you'll just have this position. Perpetually, uh, it, you know, <laughs> perpetuity, right? And perpetuity. So um, I think that's just uh, kind of, yeah, very crypto native way for people to put on more leverage. And uh, uh, yeah. 
Very interesting. Yeah. I, n- I never really knew that history. So that, that's cool. Um, the other thing I really wanted to get your insight um, because it's not very often that, that I get to meet and speak with um, folks on the other side of the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very privy to a lot of the things that are going on on the institutional side here in America, the inflows and the products and stuff, but, and also like the inning of like how much adoption has come, but like, I have no clue at like, is China quicker to adopt on like an institutional, like bank level? Are they like way slower? Like what's kind of the, the flows right now? Um, I would say at least um, the institutional flow that we've seen from last year, end of last year to to now, right? It's mostly U.S. driven uh, with MicroStrategy and um, Square and all of the high profile people coming out, right? Mm And I think that to to a large extent boosted confidence and credibility of, of crypto to a lot of maybe retail investors in the States. And obviously everyone in Asia is paying attention um, to the field as well. But I think in Asia, I think the more progressive regions for, for crypto are probably Singapore and Hong Kong. Um, in Singapore, we're seeing um, the Singapore exchange and in the banks like DBS really making moves. Um, and uh, even in Japan, right, I think Nomura actually is, uh, has done quite a bit in crypto also. Um, but I think in China, just because of the regulation here, like it's, I think in China, people are more focused on, on, on using blockchain technology, maybe in in in, um, in other like supply chain management, et cetera, but less so on crypto finance. Um, and we see more of that in Singapore and Hong Kong of the likes and in Korea. Perfect. And that, that's actually a perfect segue uh, to my last question. And my last question was a little bit more future oriented. And it was kind of about exactly what you were saying, like, Beyond DeFi, right? What within the next two years, let's call it, what do you think is going to be the next killer app or next really big sector of blockchain and cryptocurrency movement? Well, that's, a, that's a good question. I think just with the, the speed of innovation in space, I think maybe it's something that we haven't even seen or thought about today. <laughs> um, yeah, the undiscovered. But, but I, Right, <laughs> the unknown. But I, I do think that with a lot of institutional adoption um, that we've seen this year, right, and I think that it's going to be a lot more retail demand for people just to, to be able to be a part of crypto finance. Um, it shouldn't just be the, uh, you know, the small community like it was before, right? It's right. Just, you know, we want to open it up, and that's why. I do think um, applications that are working on bringing crypto finance to more users and crypto finance itself is really evolving right now. We see maybe Bitcoin, Ethereum, and uh, maybe, you know, digital digital dollar, so to speak. Right. But then who knows, right. We might see more assets on chain and, and, you know, we need something that's evolving with the space as well. And I think that's where, you know, that's what we thrive to be, right? We, we build the Amber app and it's just Amber app 1.0. We want to keep iterating and adopting to industry trend as well to offer all the services that are relevant to our users. And, you know, maybe right now we're focusing on just educating the broader market on what is Bitcoin and, and how should you buy and how should you safely uh, secure and store and earn yield on it. And then maybe eventually will become, right, how do you 
have you know you have it as more of a digital wallet and what yeah, you can and, do and, and, and other of, digital assets right the digital exactly. stocks and digitized bonds and all sorts of stuff i mean I, I love what you said is like the future is consumer apps in evolving with the market as the market evolves right like no sense in trying to forecast like you know way out in in the future just like follow the customer be where the customer is and you're going to do right I love it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's the exciting part about being in crypto finance and being in, in, in this field is just because there's so much innovation and, and it's a great opportunity for everybody to learn and to, you know, keep building better and better products. And um, it's just so many possibilities. Yeah. Well, Annabelle, I really, really appreciated you getting to spend 30 minutes today um, with me and uh, learning about all the all the really exciting stuff. So folks who are watching at home, uh, I highly encourage you to uh, do the following. Go to ambergroup.io and just check it out. Or you could download the app on your iPhone or your Android. It's really phenomenal. It might even change your life. And so I hope that you guys really, really get to uh, get your hands on that because it's a really sleek app. Annabelle, thanks for joining us. (laughs) Of course. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.